When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And it looks like we are live. I hope you are ready to learn lots of English because in this English lesson, we are going to discuss some very advanced words that you might see on the IELTS or TOEFL exam. And all of these words begin with B. I will work on the pronunciation with you. I will pronounce the word a couple times. You will hear the definition and hopefully what is simple English, these advanced words, but the definition will be simple. And then you will see some sentences and a picture to help you better understand this word you might see on the IELTS or TOEFL. So let's get right into the lesson with the first word here. It is benevolent. I like saying that word, benevolent. And right here at the start, you can see that word benevolent starts with B-E-N-E. -E. If you see that in English, B-E-N-E, -E, think good. There's probably something in the definition for a word that has B-E-N-E, -E, that means good. And this word benevolent definitely does mean good. Benevolent is another way to say kind and wanting to help others. Let's take a closer look at this picture. <clears throat> Excuse me. It looks like there is a teacher in the middle. Everybody is smiling. AI did generate all of these photos. Artificial intelligence, we call it in English. So sometimes there are mistakes. This one looks okay. I don't know what's going on on the edge of the photo. It's a little blurry there. But for the most part, it looks like there is a teacher in the middle helping students. We might describe that teacher as benevolent. Our teacher is very benevolent. She always spends extra time with students who need help. How about this one? This man. We may need to talk about a word in the sentence because it could be difficult, but let's look at that picture. Looks like you have an older gentleman and maybe he is handing the younger gentleman a check. And in the background, we have a lot of little kids sitting there. So let's look at this sentence right below. The benevolent old man 
donated part of his fortune to the local orphanage. Fortune, that means a lot of money. If he has a fortune, that means he has a lot of money. An orphanage, it's rather sad, but in the United States, there are places called orphanages. Sounds like a weird word, doesn't it? Orphanages. An orphanage is where young children will live who do not have any parents. So it's very sad, but luckily this benevolent old man is donating part of his fortune to the orphanage. Benevolent. If you remember the definition, it's another way to say kind, wanting to help others. So we do have a few people here in the chat. I would like to say hello to, thought I saw, let's see who's here. Sita's here, I think. Yulia's here. Welcome. Awesome. Abdi, glad to see that you're back. Yeah, Omron's here. He lives in Dubai. Sita is here. We are also live on Facebook, but for me to answer any questions, please come over to YouTube because YouTube doesn't like it when I show Facebook on the screen. So if you would like a question answered, hop on over here, YouTube. It's American English with Brent. You know what? We may have gotten a new member. I think it's a new old member. Dima, I believe, has been a member before, but he just joined again. I got a little something for you. If you would like to become a channel member, we will do members-only chat in the middle of this live lesson, and it will be only members who are able to ask questions and, and chat. I got that idea from Bob the Canadian. Bob the Canadian is a great guy. But let's uh, give a little something to Dima. Thank you. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, so once a week, you will get a bonus video or a couple times a month, we do a members chat. And there are usually, I don't know, maybe 30 people in there, maybe 10 people in there. And um, if you're a gold member, you can come on camera and chat with me. So, Dima, welcome to the club. MD is great about adding sentences. Let's see if this is written correctly. I think almost. Maybe, maybe a capital letter at the beginning of your sentence, a capital T, a big T. They were a benevolent organization. They helped all the homeless in the city. That's a great sentence. It's a great sentence organizations. Those are people who come together for one reason. And it looks like this benevolent organization is trying to help people in the city who do not have a home. Nicely done, man. Well done. Sita, I hope you're doing well. She is saying hello to Omron. She also says being benevolent to people who are needy is a great thing to do. I might just change that. We would say people who are in need or people who are needy. 
Nicely done. Nicely done. What do you think? Shall we go on to another word? Hey, Olivia, hang on. Before we do, Olivia is a channel member, and this is the first time she's here in the live lesson. Great to see you, Olivia. Welcome. I hope you learn lots of new words here. They all start with B, and they all are really advanced. But the first one that we did, benevolent, might be my favorite to say. We'll also talk about another word, banal, which is, I think, also fun to say. The next one that starts with B that I would like to talk about is brevity. Brevity. That is pretty fun to say, I think, too. Brevity means being short or concise. It comes from brief. If you know that word brief, it comes from that. Uh, so brief would be the adjective. Brevity is the noun. I think it's always used as a noun. Yeah, yeah, it is. So let's talk about this word here and show you a picture. Looks like there is a, a woman speaking at a podium. We would call that thing she is standing at, a podium. And there are a lot of people in the audience. But guess what? She is giving a speech and it's not that long. I'm not sure if you have ever been in an audience and there was a speaker who would not stop talking. You might get a little bored, but luckily this speech was known for its brevity. It was short. The audience liked her speech for its brevity and clarity. Clarity is a noun, but it comes from clear. So if something is clear, it's understood. So her speech had clarity. Let's read that sentence one more time. The audience liked her speech for its brevity and clarity. I like short speeches better than um, long speeches, I think. I get bored easily. Hopefully, you are not bored with this English lesson. So just a little bit more on clear or clarity. If something is clear or understood, it has clarity. It's another one of those words. Brevity is the noun brief describes something short. Clarity is the noun. Clear is the adjective. Hope that helps. And you might hear that for the sake of brevity. That is a, a common um, saying we have. Hey, for the sake of brevity, I'm going to shorten this lesson. No, this, this lesson will be about an hour long. So maybe this lesson will not be known for its brevity because it's long, but hopefully it will be known for its clarity because it's clear. For the sake of brevity, she told her long story in only a few sentences, but she left out some important details. And that's tough to do sometimes when you want to say something in just a few sentences, you might summarize it. You might see that on the IELTS. 
But if you summarize something, you make it short. Something long becomes short. Sometimes you leave out the important details. All right, here we go. This is a tough one. Notice this definition will not be known for its brevity. It's kind of long. I hope it's clear though. Biased in English is when someone or something likes someone or something for the wrong reason or an unfair reason, or it could go the other way. They could dislike for an unfair reason. Biased. Yeah. Let's talk about a definition here. I hope this helps. We'll bring up the picture. There's a teacher. She's in the middle. Let me make this a little bigger because she looks just a little older. She's in the middle. She's smiling. But this teacher might have a bias towards female students. And if you have a bias towards something, just like the definition said, you could like it or you could not like it, but for an unfair reason. So if this teacher does something like this, we would say she is biased. The teacher was biased towards students who were girls. She would give them special treatment. She made the boys sit in the back of the room. And when I asked AI to draw or create an image like that, it wasn't perfect. I wanted to see all of the boys in the back of the room and all of the girl students in the front. And they did that almost. But you can see the teacher is very happy. But it looks like the students are, are not so happy because this teacher is biased. Now, what about this? There are times when companies, let me fix this here, will ask me to talk about their product. And I might do it in a, a biased way because they are paying me. I only pick companies that I think will help you, the audience. But how about this? The YouTuber's opinion of the company was biased because they paid him to say nice things. Yeah, so bias is not good. Sometimes even tests like the TOEFL or IELTS can be biased. Depends on what questions they ask. But if they ask more questions that maybe guys will, will understand better, the test could be biased towards guys. So it's becoming better over the years, but in the past, some tests have been biased, maybe towards gender or race. Let's check the chat here. 119 people joining us. Welcome to each and every one of you. You're on. Welcome. Hello to everyone, he says. Thank you for being a channel member. How about this? Olivia, let's see if this sentence is correct. I will put on my English teacher glasses. I will try to find some mistakes, but hopefully there aren't any. The staff was biased towards customers who wore gorgeous outfits. Now, Olivia, that is a great example. 
So let's say you are working at a clothing store. I walk in, I got a hoodie on and a cap, not a very gorgeous outfit. Maybe they ignore me. Maybe that the way that person is dressed, he doesn't have any money to spend. But behind me walks a man who's wearing a suit, tie. They might run over to him to try to help him, but they're biased towards me in a bad way, in a negative way, and they're biased towards him in a positive way. Livia, love it. Etienne's here. Glad to see you. Um, does it have collocation, like biases against someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would say that they are biased against men. They're biased towards. You might hear that as well. Yeah. Great question. Bangladesh is in the house. Welcome. All right, Omron. He's been studying English for a long time. His English is very good. But look at this. He even sees some new words here. These advanced lessons. All right. Is that all we have for bias? That that might be the hardest term, biased, because a lot of times you can't see it, but but it's there. All right, the next one here. Oh, what is the next one? Oh, we have one more with bias. Okay. So a lot of times when I'm going to see a movie, I will watch some reviews first. A review of something is when somebody has seen the movie, they've read the book, they've driven the car, they've done something so they have an opinion. So for this example, there is a, let's call him a movie critic. A movie critic watches movies and then tells other people if they are good or not. So this person is is clearly a fan. Like, look at that face. He is just so excited. But maybe his opinion is biased. It's not unbiased. So that's another word you might say. When you're a teacher, when you're listening to reviews, you want them to be unbiased. You don't want them to favor one group or the next. But, this movie critic really likes the main actor. So maybe the movie isn't that good, but his review is going to be biased because he really liked the actor. His review of the movie was biased because he is a big fan of the lead actor. Yeah. Sometimes news reports are biased depending on who they vote for politically. All right. It's a hard one. I can't say we're on to easier ones, but let's talk about belligerent, belligerent. If someone is belligerent, they have aggressive or warlike behavior. They are very angry and want to have an argument or a fight. Belligerent. I got a couple good ones, I think, for you here. So if you look at this meeting, people look kind of unhappy almost like they are leaders of a country 
and they might be going to war with each other soon. So here's the sentence. The belligerent tone of the meeting made a peaceful agreement seem impossible. So maybe two countries are bringing their leaders together. They want peace, but both side is so belligerent. It's not going to happen. There might be another fight. Some people, when they drink alcohol, they might become belligerent. When they have a lot of alcohol in their body, they may want to start fights. They may want to start arguments. We could say that person is belligerent. How about this one? I like this. Ooh, the man in the center wearing the hoodie looks like he's belligerent. You might have a police officer there or a security guard. Two other customers are just like confused, shocked, mad. The belligerent customer was escorted out of the store. The belligerent customer was escorted out of the store. Escorted is a nice way to say they were kicked out. If that man is escorted out of the store, the police officer will stay right by his side until he goes out the door. You are escorted out, you might hear. All right, it's good. I don't like it when people are belligerent. Bulky is the next one. If something is bulky, it's large in size, maybe hard to carry. So when I asked AI to make an image of a pickup truck having a bulky load, this is what they came up with. Now, this picture just looks dangerous. Yes, it is a bulky load. I don't think anyone would load their pickup truck like this for one glaring reason. You can't see to drive. There is wood in front of the windshield. That is not safe at all. But that load is definitely bulky. Now, I could have asked AI or artificial intelligence to re-image the picture. But I thought, no, let's leave it like this. It's a little crazy. But it definitely is bulky. So if something is bulky, it's hard to carry. Maybe things are dropped because it's so bulky. The bulky load of wood was almost too much for the pickup truck to handle. And that picture, I do think it, it is too much to handle. Yeah, it's a lot of wood there. Let's check the chat here. See if I'm missing anything. Okay, and Sita says, after all the examples, it's much clearer for me now. Thank you. Thank you for that feedback. I try to add the examples after the definition because let's face it, dictionary definitions really don't help. So I always go into the dictionary definition and try to make it easier, but I think the examples are, are the key where you hear that. So thank you, Sita. You know what? It does look like new member. Eric, 
I do need to do members chat soon, right? Maybe after would be a good time, but I have a little something for you. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, one thing I didn't mention, if you are a silver member, we do have a discord. We we talk about weather. I think this morning I, I posted what the weather was like for me, and it is pretty cold. And I don't want to show anybody else's, but uh, yeah, we have a couple different chats going on, books you've read, sports, food. So if you would like to join that Discord, there is a link at the top of the chat. Click there, get more information. Thank you, Eric. Welcome. Welcome to the club. And I do think there was a super chat from Omron. Thank you so much. Nice lesson. Have a sip of water, my friend. Yeah. When I disappear from camera, that's what I do. I always take a sip of water. And even though we just had a new member, I'm going to do it again. Omron, thank you so much. This is for you. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. All right. I feel a little better. My throat is not so dry. Let's continue with the English lesson. I think we were in the middle of a word. Let's see. So many B words here. It was belligerent, I think. No, it's bulky. Sorry. Bulky. And we talked about the bulky load of the pickup truck. Now, phrasal verbs are always tough. So since now you know bulky, meaning large, hard to carry, I want to teach you a phrasal verb that really changed the meaning of, of bulky. It, it's still big, but it's a little different. So let's look at this person here. They are clearly in a weight room, we would call that. It looks like they are lifting weights, but bulk up has something to do with probably only muscle. Probably, probably. Bulk up is a phrasal verb that means to get bigger or strengthen, usually muscles, usually. Um, you could actually probably do this with reading too. Hey, this winter, it's cold. I'm gonna bulk up on my English reading. So it just means to make it stronger. If I heard somebody say that, I would think, oh wow, they are going to read a lot of books in English. All right, why don't we do this right now? Thank you to all the channel members. You guys help each month. Help me pay for new equipment. Help me pay for some of the trips that I am taking this year. So for the next five minutes, I just would like to do a members only chat. And if you are watching on Facebook, and you do want to chat, just come over here to YouTube and it is speak. No, hang on. I changed the channel name. American English with Brent. American English with Brent. Bulk up. So he started lifting weights so he could bulk up for the summer. He 
He wants to get those muscles bigger. Maybe he wants to take his shirt off when he goes to the beach. Bulk. Bulk up. We also have bulk in a different way. So bulky means large, difficult to handle. But bulk can also mean the the majority of something, the bigger part of something. Bulk means the majority of something or most of something. Let's get to that example. Take a look at this picture. Hey, I don't think Filippo is here in the chat. He is a channel member and he does drive a forklift. So in the middle of that picture, there is a machine. We call it a forklift in English. And they are probably putting together shipments. And that is probably that is probably a warehouse. The bulk of the shipment consisted of rice and wheat. So maybe there were other things there too, some other grains, seeds, but the bulk of it, like the majority, most of that shipment was rice and wheat. Hope that helps. Bulk, like three different ways to talk about bulk. That kind of fun word to say, I think. Bulk, bulky, bulk up. How about this one? Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Tough one to pronounce there. Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy is a system of government or management with many complex rules and processes. So when we talk about bureaucracy, you might also hear red tape in English. It's when the government gets in the way of something. Let's give an example here. Maybe you want to to visit the United States right here. And maybe you live in a country where you need to get a visa. In April, I am visiting Brazil with my wife, Jamie. And as of April 10th, American citizens visiting Brazil will need a visa. But if it takes a long time because of so many rules, there's so many things you have to do to get that visa, we might say, hey, it's just too much bureaucracy in here. It's just like so many hoops you have to jump through is another way to say it. But let's look at this example. I thought I would get my visa to the United States in three days, but because of all the bureaucracy, it took three weeks. And in this picture, like there's a literally red tape in this office. Red tape is, is an idiom. You don't actually see the red tape, but it's another way to say that government is making things harder than they should be because of all the rules because of all the bureaucracy. It doesn't have to be just government. A lot of time, well, sometimes in in school, things get slowed down because of all the bureaucracy you have to go through. I think I have another one here. More red tape, but remember, red tape is the idiom. There's no actual tape when it comes to bureaucracy. 
The city needed a new bridge, but construction was held up by red tape. So you might need to know bureaucracy for the IELTS or the TOEFL, but if that's too hard to say in your everyday conversation, you can change bureaucracy to red tape. Yeah, and it looks like in this picture, the bridge is delayed. Be careful. AI still can't spell very well. There are some spelling mistakes in that picture, but I hope you get the idea. Looks like a bridge is being built, but it's still not completed. In English, we have something called a permit. And when you build something, even on your own property, you might need a permit to build it. And that is part of bureaucracy. A permit is basically you go to the city government, you say, hey, I would like to build a shed in my backyard to keep my tools there. Well, you, you might need a permit depending on where in your yard it's placed. So yeah, bureaucracy can get in the way. That might be it for bureaucracy. Yeah, we'll get on to blatant next. Let's check and see if any members have any questions here. All right, Omran, I think he's talking to me. Do you plan on visiting Iceland in 2024? Yes, in June. I do not need a visa to visit Iceland. I'll also be going to Poland. No visa needed this year. That might change next year. And I am going to Turkey where I will need another visa. The Turkish visa is very easy. The Brazilian visa, not so easy. A lot of red tape with that one. They've actually had to push back the date when a visa will be needed because of all the bureaucracy. It was going to be January 10th. All Americans had to have a visa to enter Brazil. I don't know why. From what I've heard is that the Brazilian government got another company to do it for them and that company couldn't handle it. It was too much. So they pushed back the date. Michael says, I'm driving a semi-truck with a bulk trailer. So maybe like a bulky trailer? Because your, your, your load could be bulky, but I don't think we would use bulk trailer. I, I think a bulky trailer. It's like you have to watch out for it in the back. Maybe if it's swinging a little bit back and forth, you don't want to hit any cars. It's heavy, takes more gas. Okay, Brent, it's off topic here. It's okay. Do you say, holy guacamole? I heard it in a YouTube video. No, I don't think I've ever said holy guacamole. Sounds like something a little kid might say. Like, hey, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Holy guacamole. I do like guacamole though. I just learned that a couple of weeks ago. My daughter brought home some guacamole and I had never liked it. She was like, Dad, you should try this. I was like, okay, I'll try it. I had low expectations. I didn't think I would like guacamole, even though it's fun to say. 
and I had a, a chip. I dipped it into the guacamole, ate it, and thought it was amazing. I believe Bob the Canadian, shout out Bob, Bob the Canadian talked about double dipping, so I did not double dip the chip. If you dip in guacamole, or any dip, you take a bite, and then you dip it back in with all of your spit, it's frowned upon. You probably shouldn't do that. Brent, which AI, my headphones are falling off, uh, which AI do you use? I use, sorry, hit the microphone. I use ChatGPT4, it's called ChatGPT4. And there's another program that comes with it. Uh, I believe it's Dall E, D-A-L-L hyphen E. So I use those two. Yeah, costs a little bit extra a month. Thank you to the members. We'll let everybody back into the chat. But those are some of the things that I do with, anyone can chat. Some of the things I do with the membership money each month. AI, I use AI for these, these images because I can make it do almost exactly what I want. So, Olivia, I'm going to bulk up my English speaking for, a vac- for this vacation. Great, Olivia, please let us know in the chat, where are you going? Indonesia's in the house. I really want to visit Bali and Sumatra in Indonesia. Sounds like a great time. It's just so far away, Indonesia. Can we describe clothes as being bulky? Yeah, you can. Um, the bulky dress doesn't fit me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that. But when I think uh, of something being bulky, I think maybe you go out in the winter, you have a lot of winter clothing on, and it makes it difficult for you to move. You could use that. Wow, this clothing's like pretty bulky. Yeah like a big heavy jacket, we might say it's bulky. Yeah, good call, good call. All right, there we go. Look at, he's moving barley around, Michael is. So that's like our last one. Uh, Olivia, you can, okay, she's going back to the uh, picture of the truck. No, I don't think he can. Can that driver even see? Funny picture of a bulky load. Love it, nicely done. All right, everybody's back to chat. Holy guacamole. Yeah, I agree. Guacamole is fun to say in English, and it's also fun to eat. Guacamole. (laughs) Your daughter is a really smart girl. Yeah, it took me a while. She would bring, I don't know, a couple years ago, she like Jamie likes guacamole too, and they would eat it, and I just, it's green, it's kind of gross looking, and I've tried it, and it wasn't that good. But there is a local supermarket here that makes their own guacamole, and it is, it's to die for. So a little bonus, bonus English term there. If you really like something, maybe chocolate, oh, it's to die for. means you really like it. All right. Anything else here? Holy guacamole, Harry. Harry has a question. Maybe a, a comment. Hello, Brent. Thanks for today's lesson. I learned a lot as always. 
How about making a, a lesson about election next time, Brent? We're going to have an election day next month, by the way. Okay, so Harry is in Indonesia. I've got a pen right here. I'm going to write that down. It is an election here. It is an election year here in the United States. And that might be a good live lesson. We won't get political, I promise. But we can talk about things like ballot and polling site and candidate. Harry, I like it. Let's do it. All right, I think I got everybody in the chat there. The manufacturer in Holland calls the bulk trailer on their website and on the unloading hose is written bulk material handling. Okay. Bulk. It's awesome. Is this a question for me? Do you think the bureaucracy of the U.S. is frustrating? I do. Yeah. I mean, I know most of it is designed to keep people safe. But sometimes there's just too much red tape. All right. And a big hello to the 103 people watching on Facebook and YouTube. If you could hit that like button, it would really help out the channel. If you are watching on Facebook, head over to YouTube, American English with Brent, if you would like to ask a question. Because I will not pull up any Facebook logos YouTube doesn't like it when I do that. All right, need to make YouTube happy. What is the next one here? Blatant. We haven't done that one, have we? Blatant. Blatant. Good word there. Blatant means something done openly with no attempt to hide it. You might hear blatant foul, blatant lie. Let's talk about these. Get the picture first. All right. In the United States, we call this game soccer. Where you live in English, you might call it football. But you can foul a player on the soccer field. Sometimes you accidentally trip them. But if you do it on purpose, if you mean to do it, it might be blatant. So here is a sentence using blatant. The player made a blatant foul during the soccer game, which the referee immediately noticed. So this person looks like they're tripping. I think there are, there's some problems with the feet here or something, but you get the idea. Everybody's really close. It looks like the ref is in a green shirt. Ref is short for referee. And this person didn't even want to pretend they didn't mean to trip them. They meant to trip them. It was blatant. It was a blatant foul. Let's read it again. The player made a blatant foul during the soccer game, which the referee immediately noticed. How about this? Maybe you've done this. Have you ever told a blatant lie? You did something and you don't care who knows. You're just lying right to their face. A blatant lie. She told a blatant lie about where she was last night, even though everyone knew 
she was at the concert. So you can see a mother and a father here. Looks like they're talking to their daughter and she is just giving them a blatant lie. Maybe they know she was at the concert, but she said, oh, I only went to the movies. How can you look at me with a straight face and tell me that blatant lie? You're lying. So she didn't even try to cover it up. It's an English phrasal verb. When you lie, when you don't tell the truth, you cover it up, maybe, so that you don't let other people know you are lying. If it's a blatant lie, you don't care. You don't care who knows you're not telling the truth. Love this next one. Boisterous. Boisterous. Boisterous means loud and noisy. Has lots of energy. Cheerful. Rowdy. That might be a new word for you. Rowdy. But that means a lot of noise. A lot of energy. Boisterous. Look at this picture. We got, well, probably every parent's nightmare. You got a birthday cake. You got some candy there. The Children at the birthday party, probably going to have lots of energy, lots of sugar. Yeah. So those children, we could describe them in English as boisterous. The children were boisterous at the birthday party, running and laughing loudly. You know who else should be boisterous? How about sporting events? You want a boisterous crowd, I think. You want people to cheer. You want them to make noise. So the crowd was already boisterous. So they were already loud, rowdy. The crowd was already boisterous. But when the team scored, they went nuts. So boisterous, loud, lots of energy. But if they go nuts, it's even more. They ramp up the energy to use an English phrasal verb. Ramp up means to get bigger. And this is uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide right here. This is the college team that I went to in red, Alabama Crimson Tide. In a couple weeks, I will have an English lesson from a football game where Alabama played. Let's just check the chat. Hopefully I'm not missing anything. Going to take another sip of water and remind you to do this if you haven't yet. Please. If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. Yeah, if you have some friends, maybe they are in your English class and you've been watching for 45 minutes, getting that English listening even better, you might say, hey, text a friend. This guy, American English with Brent, he's pretty good. I'm learning lots of of things. All right, check in the chat here. Check in the chat. If you are on Facebook, I do see some chats from Facebook. Come over to YouTube so I can answer your questions because I I don't want to put the... See, you can see there's a, a YouTube logo right by Olivia's name. If I pulled up... Comments from Facebook, YouTube would get mad and they might not show my lesson to other people. 
I felt like she had made a blatant mistake to make her mom irritated. It's a great sentence right there. Olivia, did you mention where you were traveling to? Mary, she's from Iran. It's been a while. Hope you're doing well. Uh, oh, Freddie dropped a question and I missed it. And I don't see Olivia where she said she was going on vacation. <clears throat> Harry, does they went nuts mean they went crazy? Yes. What's wrong with nuts, actually? Yeah, if somebody is nuts, it's another way to say crazy. Whoa, the crowd went crazy. The crowd went nuts. Yeah. Good question. All right. Thank you to the 107 people we have watching here on YouTube and on Facebook. Oh, hello. My name? Somebody asked, what's my name in the chat? And my name is Brent. It's... um. American English with Brent. I think both on Facebook and on YouTube. All right, yeah, we're live on both of them. Okay. Leave your questions. Great question, Harry. Leave your questions right there because we now need to talk about, let me look at my notes here. Uh, we have a lot to do. Wow. Buoyant is the next one. I think it's pretty fun to say buoyant, buoyant. Buoyant means able to stay afloat or rise to the top, but also cheerful and optimistic. So we're going to take buoyant and talk about it in two different ways. One is more literal, one is more figurative. If you know those two, literal means it's actually happening. But figuratively, no. When we talked about red tape earlier, like there isn't literally red tape. It's just an idiom we use for bureaucracy. So idioms are all uh, figurative language. They don't translate literally. But look at this. There's a guy, a cruise ship, and this person has what we would call a life jacket on. It's orange. It's a little funky in its shape, but it will do. I wanted AI to draw me a picture of a person floating in the water with a life jacket and a cruise ship in the background. So that ship in that picture, we would call it a cruise ship. And it looks like that man fell off fell off the boat. The life jacket was designed to be buoyant, just in case a passenger falls off the cruise ship. We could also say that that life jacket is bulky on that man. But hey, life jacket, you want it to be bulky because it will help you stay buoyant. Advanced English here, advanced. So let's talk about it when it can mean cheerful or optimistic. Big word in English. When somebody is optimistic, they always think about the good things in the future. Optimistic. I am optimistic for my trip to Brazil. I think I will have a good time. Optimistic. 
So right here, we, we have a doctor. She has a, a medical chart. Looks like she has a stethoscope around her neck. Another fun word to say in English, stethoscope. But this doctor, she's covering her mouth with her hand. It seems like she has bad news to say. But if you look at the patient, you know, she's still, she's still smiling. She's still trying to remain upbeat. Or we could call her buoyant. So despite the bad news she just received, she, may, she remained buoyant and helpful. I need to read that sentence again. I messed up twice. It's not helpful. It's hopeful. Despite the bad news she just received, she remained buoyant and helpful. I said it wrong again. It's hopeful. When you have hope, that means you have positive energy towards something in the future. A third time. Hopefully I can get it correct. Despite the bad news she just received, she remained buoyant and hopeful. Nailed it. English teacher, three times it takes you to read a sentence. Nailed it on the third one. In English, we also might say third time is a charm. So for that sentence, it took me three times. Tanya's here from Germany. I've been listening to a song that was very popular in the United States probably 40 years ago. And it's German by, what's her name, Nina? Nina? 99 Red Balloons. That's it in English. I think it's 99 Luftballons. Oh, what a great song. But German. Nina. Not very big in the United States, but I think she's still fairly popular in Germany. Oh, it's a good song. I can't sing it because, you know, YouTube doesn't like that, but... I want to sing it, but I won't. I will, I will not subject you to my singing. Subject. Good, good advanced word. All right, just checking through. Olivia said hooray. Tanya said hello. So, yeah, 99 Luft Balloons. Da -na 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 -na. That's a good song. It's a good song. It holds up. Even though that song is 40 years old, I listen to it like, still a good song. And it's, and it's about a, a horrible, uh, it's about a horrible subject, right? The ending of the word, uh, ending of the world. But yeah, Ralph says, uh, it's an earworm. You know that word? Yeah, I think I taught it on this channel a couple years ago. But an earworm is when you hear a piece of music and it just like stays in your ear. You can't help but sing it every couple seconds. And this happens to me around the house and I'll be, just know a line and I might say it. And then, you know, one of my family members will say, do you, do you know any other words? No, I just, I just know those five and I will repeat it. So, sorry. I won't say it so loudly next time. All right, so Michael is saying hi to Tanya. And then, Freddie, this is the question that I missed. To repeat my earlier question, can we say that biased and being unfair on any opinion can be considered like similar expressions? Yeah. Um, if something is unfair, biased. Yeah. Perfect example. 
Good stuff. Yep. Dunsnay, how are ya? Okay. I put um, a poll on some of my social medias, Instagram and, and Facebook and here. And so Tanya is wondering, do we get man-made disasters next week? Yes. I'm already working on it. Uh, let me let me see. I can show you the thumbnail here. We still have more words to get to, but I did. I'm work. It's probably not going to be this, but I'm trying to. I might change the picture a little bit, but yeah, I think that's gonna be. That's going to be the um, thumbnail for next week's live lesson: man-made disasters. And in that picture. It looked like people were suffering from air pollution. So we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, Theo, it's funny. I didn't know that 99 Luft balloons, hopefully I'm saying that, is famous. Yeah, I was really young when it came out, maybe nine years old, and it came out in German. Like the whole song is in German, but it, it was a real big hit here in the United States. And then Nina re-recorded it in English, it didn't do so well. The original German is what did really well over here. It happens sometimes. There was a Spanish song, song sung in Spanish 30 years ago maybe, called Ma, Ma, Macarena. Yeah, Macarena. Another earworm, all in Spanish. I, I don't think we knew what was going on in the song, but it was, it was catchy. It was an earworm. Biased, partial, prejudice, those all work. Yep. Good call. All right, a couple more we got here. How many? We have a lot more, I think. We might be here all day. I hope you don't mind. Okay, the next one we got. Look at this picture. I would love to teach you the word banal. That's kind of fun to pronounce. Banal means common, boring, ordinary. Look at this picture right here. Two people talking in an office setting. And it looks like this one person is daydreaming. Maybe there's a a dragon in that dream, a castle in the background. But it seems like he thinks this Conversation is banal. Here's the sentence. The conversation was so banal that she started to daydream. So in the picture, it looks like a guy in a suit. But yeah, if something is banal, it's just like really boring. I hope this English lesson is not banal. Hopefully you're learning at the same time. But, you know, maybe you have 99 Luft balloons in your head. You're still learning. Look at this. We have a, a tour guide here, and they are giving a tour at, a, at an old battlefield. Maybe a hundred years ago, there was a battle, a war, and he is uh, telling them the good parts about this historic site. But look at the crowd. Look at the, the people on this tour. I mean, this one man closest to us in the white shirt He's just yawning. It's like, oh my gosh, let's get this over with. Must be really banal. How about this? The tour guide's banal ex- explanations made the historic site 
seemed dull and boring. The tour guide's banal expressions. I promise I can read. Let me try that a second time. The tour guide's banal explanations made the historic site seem dull and boring. All right. Next one. Bolster. This is a good one. I need to take another sip of water. This is a good one. Bolster. Bolster means to support something or to make it stronger. Okay. So you could bolster you could bolster your English listening by attending these live lessons. I've been speaking for almost an hour in English. Hopefully it's clear, but you're bolstering your English comprehension just by watching. Getting better with each second, I think. But let's get a picture that will help explain bolster. So we have construction going on with this building, but they need to support it somehow. They need to make it stronger, so they are going to bolster it. They added extra support beams to the building to bolster it in case of a strong storm or tornado. So I added that sentence because I thought next week we might talk about natural disasters, but it looks like man-made disasters will be next week. Yeah, in case there is a storm. I know there are a lot of places in, in Japan, if you're watching from Japan, hello, uh, they, they have a lot of earthquakes. Some of them are pretty severe. So when buildings are built in Tokyo, they have to be bolstered to prevent from falling during earthquakes. Bolster, to make it stronger. How about this? She knew reading lots of books in English would bolster her vocabulary. So this person right here, reading a lot of books. Maybe you also read a lot in English. It's a great way to bolster your vocabulary. Right, I need to take another sip of water. A lot of talking going on. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk in the chat. You might hear that. Like if a teacher is busy and they can't teach, I might say, hey, talk amongst yourselves. Or if you're in a meeting, maybe you are leading the meeting, but you get a very important call. Before you leave, you might say, hey, just talk, some, talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. All right, we do. I believe we have, we have a super chat. Tanya. Thank you. This is for you. And I am going to take a sip of water while you can't see me. Tanya, thank you so much for the super chat. Here we go. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, Tanya, thank you so much. Looks like she also left a, a member milestone. We might call this in English. A milestone is like an important, like, time maybe oh hey tomorrow tomorrow there's a milestone for this channel four years i've been on youtube january 21st 2020 is when i started the channel 
tomorrow it will be four years. It's a, that's a milestone. Tanya has been a member of this channel for 12 months. That's a milestone, one year. Tanya, thank you so much for your support. What is this? Okay, and I forgot to read here. We also have the word banal in German. Interesting. And it seems like you might also have balloon or Luftballoon. Luft makes me think of like lift maybe, the balloons going up. Next week, we should actually do a lyric English lesson about 99 Luftballoons. But I, we'll do the English, English version. And Ralph, you have become a member. I have a little something for you and some, some tips now that you're a member things that you you get extra new member make sure you check the members tab for the discord the members chat and the bonus videos all right had to had to refill my my mug here of water all better now thank you ralph for becoming a member 135 people have tuned in Thank you so much. I hope your English is getting better with each second. It might. Oh yeah, thank you, Olivia. My upcoming fourth anniversary. I didn't even realize it. And I, I'm never like, hey, one year on, I don't do that. One year, two year, uh, two years. But it'll be four years tomorrow. But I'm not gonna celebrate that. It's like, okay, I didn't quit. That's good four years. Hopefully a lot of uh, English has been learned on this channel. Mahmood, welcome. I am sorry you are feeling a little under the weather. It's another way to be, to, to say you're sick. That's too bad. There are some, there are some Germans here, right? I believe, so. I know Tanya is German and Michael is German. There might be some others. Oh, Somebody on Facebook said they are from Somalia. I can't put the the chat on the screen, your comment, because it's Facebook. But if you're on Facebook and you want to come over to YouTube, it is American English with Brent. Yeah. Tanya is welcoming Ralph. Yeah, welcome. So I don't know if you signed up for a gold membership or a silver membership, but if you did... Make sure you check out the link for the Discord. Right. Uh, Tanya, very kind, very kind. Thank you so much. All right, we have a couple more to do here. Yeah. We just talked about bolster. Bolster means to uh, support something or make it stronger. <clears throat> I need to do something to bolster my voice because it is fading. We did read this. She knew reading lots of books in English would bolster her vocabulary. All right, we have we have quite a few more to do. But I've been doing this for about an hour. And I think my voice is going to start crumbling. Let's try to do one more and then maybe I will release a video with the remaining maybe five words here. Bravado is the next one. Bravado means to be brave and fearless in dangerous situations. 
This is important though, to impress others. It might not be real. They might act this way only if they are around others. So if you have bravado, it's, it's a lot of confidence. It's, it's being brave. And if, that, if, if you were alone, you might not be so confident. So bravado is definitely for when others are around. So let's look at this. This person, this man, is in a haunted house. And there are a lot of people in the background. And they look scared, but not this guy. He is showing he has bravado. It's a noun. He has bravado. He walked into the haunted house with bravado, but he was actually scared. So he didn't want to let anyone else know he was scared. So he was being brave just for them. If he was by himself, he'd probably be shaken, very scared. Let's see, what's this last one here? Hmm, I like this one. So AI might have messed up a little bit here, but there's very cold water, and there are other people watching. <coughs> Excuse me, taking another sip. And there are other people watching. But she's being brave here. Now, I'm not sure why she's going into this very cold water, fully clothed. That might be a new term for you. She's wearing her clothes. She's fully clothed going into that icy water. I thought maybe she would have a bathing suit on or something, but no, she's just jumping in. She's being brave. Maybe everyone else is saying, oh my gosh, that water is so cold. I don't dare go in. And she's like, watch this. And she jumps in with bravado. She displayed bravado. <clears throat> she displayed bravado when she jumped into the cold water, even though she was afraid. Good sentence, I think, for bravado. We still have one, two, three. We have three words that we didn't get to today but I will save them for a future lesson. Maybe when my voice comes back, I will record it and release it as a video on YouTube or maybe just for members because it should be pretty short, under 10 minutes. But why don't we call it a day? Call it a day there. All right, let's just check any last minute. Oh man, Tanya. Spreading the word of the, the gold memberships. The good thing about gold memberships is that during our private members chat, you can uh, come on camera and, and chat. So I know a, a lot of people have done it. Tanya is usually in there. Sita, Michael sometimes. <coughs> All right. My voice is failing. I need to go. Yep. Thank you, Etienne. Why, why is this happening? I do talk a lot during the week. Thank you all for joining. All right. Adios, amigos.